Third Shift presents The Imposter's Guide to Gaming, your quick fix for gaming news. Now, here are your hosts, Eric and Matt. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to IG2G. I should have done a spooky intro, but I just wasn't in the right frame of mind to do it. Ooh, what's up, everybody? There we go. Hey, look, it's IG2G. It's a, spook- it's a spooky time. It's a spooky week. And we're going to be talking about all kinds of stuff. I'm going to be talking about some awesome releases that are weird and strange. They might not be spooky, but they're, they're weird. And I don't know I don't know what how to say them. So just there's that. Also, Eric's going Eric's to be talking about a spooky that's skeleton right. man. So that's, that's spooky. spooky stuff you got it. You know it. And heck, one of the other main characters in the other game is a vampire. So double dash. Boom. Oh, man, you did it. Well, see, let's see. I got an undead guy. I got a... What, what are the other things I'm talking about? Oh, I got, like, weird, like, demonic-looking things. And then I got some guy with, like, crazy multiple personality stuff. There's weird paintings in that game that are, like, disturbing and strange. It fits. It fits. It works. We did it. We did it. Welcome to our spoopy episode. <laughs> this, this is definitely going to be spoopy, that's for sure. Uh, so we'll get you going with releases in 3, 2, 1, go! Number 5. So I started off the releases this week with something very story-heavy in Planescape Torment. I'm going to close it with another very story-heavy thing, which is Disco Elysium, which dropped for the PC on the 15th of October, developed and published by ZAUM. I don't know what that stands for, if it stands for anything, and I also have no idea how to explain this game to you guys. Like, I watched a bunch of video reviews of it, I read up a bunch of stuff on it, and even I can't decipher how to explain it. What you really have to do is just watch the game in action. Go catch, you know, some, like, the intro 20 minutes or something. Catch somebody's stream and see what this game is about. Like, I can tell you basically what it's about, but not what it's what the game itself is about. Like, in the game, you are a an amnesiac alcoholic detective, and you're trying to solve a murder in this town. That's basically, that's the structure of the narrative, I guess, but it's also not... This game is so hard to explain. All the video reviews I've seen of it use words like strange, unique, weird, dreamlike, psychedelic. Just I can't I can't exp- I can't explain it any better than they can. I I've I've watched video reviews of like 20 minutes and like halfway through I can't even I can't even wrap my head around what they're talking about. But you are this detective and what's unique what one of the unique things about this game is there's no like combat or gameplay specifically it's kind of like a point and click adventure game basically you're walking around interacting with objects interacting with people having conversations with people but also having conversations inside your head or aspects of you are talking to the people and it's it's very it's really very strange to put it the best way that i can it's all the skills that you have in this game whether it's you know for your traditional like intelligence wisdom charisma checks strength checks they're all organized into a group of 24 personalities or personas or aspects of your mind and the the way you build those out affects the way that they can interact with people and yourself in the dialogue options it's it's i mean for for example if you're talking to a character and a certain aspect of your personality pops out and wants to say like if you have a really logical part of your personality it wants to know why this happened and how this happened but the aggressive 
masculine part of your personality wants to know more about this person or wants to intimidate somebody or there's like a there's like a whole like I don't I don't know what to say like expressionist tree or impressionist tree where you can go off on crazy tangents about like deeper mysteries and things that maybe aren't even real but are just inside your head and you're making them up and the characters who you talk to respond to those because Every dialogue option and every response and every conversation I've ever seen in this game is so strange and weird and unique and psychedelic and dreamlike and all these words that are so ineffective at explaining what it is that is actually happening. Like the one thing I can, the only thing I can personally relate this to is like Steins Gate. The main character in Steins Gate is he thinks of himself as a mad scientist. An everyday occurrence happens. Oh, they're out of ice cream at the ice cream store. Oh, it must be a plot from the organization to keep the populace wanting XYZ. He'll invent these crazy scenarios in his head. But in this game, you can do that too and talk to the people and have them respond to it and other aspects of your personality will go off of that. It's it's so strange. Like in, in one dialogue scene I've watched, you go down this weird tree and like dead bodies are talking to you. Aspects of your personality are talking to the dead body. Like your tie becomes animated in your mind because it doesn't like actually fly around in the game, but your tie is talking to you and ripping on you and talking to the dead body. It's It's so strange and weird, but somehow it's also really compelling at least for me like when you watch the gameplay of it when you watch somebody playing it and you see their reactions to these very strange occurrences when you see the way their detective their like i said alcoholic amnesiac detective who doesn't really know what's going on really in his life is reacting to all this weird stuff that's going on around him and inside his head it's really compelling like i've watched some videos and people are just laughing their butts off because of how strange and out there some of the stuff can be. And especially if you're a streamer and you're watching this with chat and you're like, hey man, which which option do you want us to go with? And you can go down some just ridiculous rabbit holes with this game. It's just, it's very strange and unique. I will say the art style is fantastic. It's like a like an impressionist painting almost. There's this weird like pseudo fifties, also pseudo disco style, but it's all rendered with like hand drawn portraits of people, but they're also like splashy and smudgy and look like they almost look like a crazy person painted them. Like if I was a crazy person, I looked at that guy, what would he look like? There's all kinds of weird art stuff like that, but it's all, it's all super unique. I like, I've never seen anything that looks quite like this. I mean, I've heard just I've heard people just gushing about it, all the crazy times that they have with it, and I can't wait to get my hands on this and have some crazy times myself. But it's, I can't, it's another one of those games I can't, I can't describe it accurately in an audio podcast format. Like, you have to go watch some trailers, watch some gameplay of it. This is the one time when I would say watch a stream where there's an actual person talking over it so you can hear their reaction to the strange things that are happening in the game. It's just, it's it's strangely compelling. That's all I can say. Like, I can't wait to get my hands on it. And then to see how, to not only play through it and experience it, but then to maybe play it again or at least start it again with different personality types rolling around in this detective's head because you have so many strange options that you would never get in any other kind of game. Dialogue and conversations can just go off the rails in ways that you would never get in a traditional RPG or even in, you know, stuff like Planescape, where it's more like 
where it makes more sense what you're saying. I don't know how to say it. This game is weird and it looks wonderful and strange. If you like, I mean, I'll just say it. If you like weird shit, this is going to be your kind of game. I guarantee it because I can already tell it's going to be my kind of game. Just check it out. It's Dis- Disco Elysium. At the very least, watch some gameplay of it because it will make you laugh and shake your head or just shake your head and go, what in the world is going on in the world these days? What are games? <laughs> go check it out. That's all I got. Number four. First up for me and releases this week, we've got, it's not really a spooky title, but as I alluded to, you do play the role of a vampire. So we're talking about Disgaea 4 Complete Plus for the Nintendo Switch and the PlayStation 4. This is a remake of a remake. It's developed by NIS, and it has coming to these exciting platforms as of now, today, October 29th, and you can check them out. I know we've talked about Disgaea 5 a long, long time ago, I'm pretty sure, at some point. But, I'm going to talk about this one. Because, you know what? These are fantastic RPGs. And these are RPGs, folks, that have kind of scared me away for years and years and years. I've played RPGs forever. But, I was never too big into the tactical RPGs, except for the Final Fantasy Tactics, and then uh, a couple others, Arc the Lad, etc., etc., But now that I've kind of dipped my feet into the weird Japanese RPGs and really gone into the deep end on some of those, this is one I keep coming back to and I need to get playing, alright? If you don't know what this game is, as I stated, it's a tactical RPG in which you play the role of Val Vitores, a wonderful little vampire who used to rule up in the uh, bad end with all the elite and all them folks, but he made a promise not to drink blood anymore. He gets cast out. Now he's a lowly little officer doing scrubby-dub things, training these little penguin-looking people. He uncovers that the bad guys are doing bad things. He's got to save the day. You guys know the shtick at this point. What makes this game insane is, first off, it's got tons of zany, fun characters in it. It's got awesome, fun bad guys. It's a tactical RPG, but not only is it just a tactical RPG, and if you don't know what that is, that's a grid-based movement system RPG in which you take turns, the turn-based RPG. You move around the map strategically placing your characters and locations to best suits their skill sets, and then, of course, take out all the enemies that you see on screen. Once you win that, you'll go into more cutscenes, experience more story there's a hub in which you and your team can hang out in and do upgrades there's a whole huge crazy item system in this game that's freaking nuts the skill system is very intricate and you have to be very mindful of who you're giving your skills to and upgrading you have to make sure you know what you want that character to be what their strengths and their weaknesses are so range versus melee healing versus attack etc etc so on it goes deeper and deeper way deeper than that but i don't want to scare you off it's colorful it's fun. Like I said, it is a remake of a remake. It was previously, I believe, a PS3 title. Then it got put onto the PS Vita in a, you know, its remade form. And then it is now getting this upgrade to the Switch and the PlayStation 4. So, of course, as you can imagine, it's been jazzed up a bit. It's been colored up a bit. It looks like a lot of fun. If you're expecting top-of-the-gear you know, graphics, no, this is an old-school game. But really neat one at that. I would definitely recommend everyone check it out because it does look like a lot of fun if you got the time because it's a long long game if you want to put in the hours you can put easily in over 100 hours characters level up to like some absurd amount 9999 or even higher i don't know i know it's like 
some crazy amounts. Always what made this really goofy and insane. And then on top of that, there, like I said, there's this item thing you can do where you're going in and doing these these dungeons and such. It's it's bananas. If you're looking for a long winter title to keep your uh, nose into the Switch or PlayStation 4, if that's your choice, this might be something to give a try. So please do so. Number three. Now, for my releases up next, we've, we've gone from something that people say one of the best RPGs of all time, one of their favorite games of all time, to a giant buggy mess that everyone's really mad about. It's WWE 2K20, developed by Visual Concepts, not Ukes. Hey, what's up with that? Oh my gosh, get into that in a second. Posted by 2K Sports. This dropped on the 22nd of October for PC, PS4, and Xbox One. And everybody's, everybody said it, so I'm going to do it too. Yowie, wowie, what a glitchy mess this one has become. In somewhere in the handover from Ukes to Visual Concepts, the the game basically fell apart from from all for all intents and purposes from everything that you see. If you haven't seen some of these awesome glitches online, go check them out. Just check out the videos. Watch the crazy shit that happens in this game and be like, "Oh my goodness, how did this happen in such a state?" Now, I will say before I get into any details, apparently there is a big patch coming to hopefully address some of these issues. So hopefully this will not be an evergreen release piece. We'll hopefully like. In a few months, when people hear this, somehow, I don't know, why would you listen to this in a few months? Whatever. Hopefully, they'll listen to this and be like, what's he talking about? Anyway, before, before we get into the bad stuff, let's go into the good stuff. I did like a pros and cons thing here. I mean, sort of. Like, there's there's a few pros. I don't know. <laughs> From all the everything I've read, everything I've seen, this game does have an impressive roster of wrestlers, like over 200. They've got a really cool showcase mode where you relive like past moments. Like We've seen that in Maddens and 2Ks and stuff, relive historical moments. This one follows key moments in the women's revolution, you know, taken from Charlotte, Bailey, Sasha, and Becky in NXT, up through the main roster type stuff. So that's pretty cool. There's a brand new My Career mode. It's not the same old thing as it was from last year's entry. There's a pretty long, and I don't know if I want to say like good, because apparently there are a lot of issues with that too, but it's brand new my career mode where your characters start in high school with dreams of being in the WWE someday and you guide them through to achieving their dreams and being in the WWE and having storylines there too and that's pretty much where the good stuff stops apparently because having 200 or having over 200 wrestlers is great but when they look ugly and terrible and they're really glitchy in, in the graphic sense it's not great because a couple of video reviews I've seen have shown literally 2K19 versus 2K20 side by side, and some of the models are just ridiculously bad in comparison. So I don't know what happened there. Like the textures look bad. Like they look like characters from PS2 area video games. It's just it's strange. And then on top of that, in the match types, all the different match types you can do, sometimes those match types don't work. Like the Money in the Bank ladder match, you can win by pin somehow when the whole point of the match is to climb a ladder and grab a briefcase. I've seen videos of that. There are assets in the ring that totally glitch out and don't work. Like the, the ring steps, if you bring them into the ring, they can sink underneath the ring and then also try and like judder their way out from underneath so the whole thing looks like uh, like an earthquake on the mat. Very strange the My Career mode, which I mentioned earlier, it's people have said it's boring and it's weird and it takes a long time to do anything in it. Like the weird stuff, there's there's a cutscene of like high school bullies, you know, trying to get one over on your characters that you play as. And the characters' responses to the bullies is just so I don't even know how to how to put it into words. You have to watch the video. You gotta go watch that video and just be like, what is 
Who's the, who's the baby face in this scenario? It sounds like the bullies are. You, if you know, then then you know. Customization has always been a big part of the WWE games. In this one, a lot of customization items are hidden behind the loot boxes, which you can't buy with real money, I believe is what they said. And you can buy individual parts, but those parts cost an exorbitant amount of money compared to just the loot pack. So loot boxes are still a thing. I mean, it's 2K, so what do you, what do you want? But at the same time, it's it's just why why have it with with something that you just want to, you know, when you want pieces to create your your dream wrestler, your dream character, it doesn't make any sense to to hide that stuff away. Like even if you you know if you just complete challenges to get specific things, that would make sense. But no, you're doing things in game to earn fake game points so you can unlock a loot box with random items in it. I don't get it. People are mad about it. It's it's a whole thing. Like, every good thing comes with a bad thing. You got a lot of wrestlers, but they look like crap. You got a lot of match types, but they don't work. You got a My Career Mode that's brand new, but it's slow and boring and weird and strange. You got good customization options, but they're hidden behind loot boxes. There's a cool 2K Originals mode and characters that is, I think, it's due to come out soon, or it should be. It's, like, all Halloween-themed. Like, you can get The Fiend. You can get, like, Halloween versions of all these different wrestlers. And from what I've seen, they look pretty cool. But it's paid DLC, and it's not out yet. So one of the most exciting brand-new things, one of the brand-new features for this iteration of the WWE 2K games is not out yet. And it's a buggy, just broken mess. So... It's sad to say. I mean, I'm I'm glad I haven't gotten back into the WWE games. I haven't played one since gosh, probably PS2 era. Maybe maybe the one right after Here Comes the Pain cuz that was that was when one was really good. I played the next one. But I went, "No, if I'm playing a wrestling game, I'm playing Here Comes the Pain." So I haven't been on this train to see it, all its ups and downs. This is a very very down. This is like way down in the valley apparently right now. Hopefully that patch is on the way. Hopefully that fixes a bunch of stuff. I mean, there's even been stuff with the collector's editions where, you know, you're supposed to get a, an autographed 8x10 from, I think it's Edge is the one that people have said they've had the most issues with. Hey, an autographed 8x10 from Edge, that's pretty cool, but it comes to their door and it's not autographed, it's just an 8x10. So, it's just, everything's falling apart for this edition, I don't know why, maybe it's just the handover from Ukes to Visual Concepts, I don't know, I don't, I don't know. Nobody knows, everyone just has like theory videos and stuff, but... For right now, if you're listening to this like on release day, don't buy it, don't play it until you hear otherwise that there's. Well, I mean, I guess you can buy it and play it if you really want. I'm not. I'm not. I don't tell people what not to buy. I only tell them to buy stuff. So <laughs> I don't know. If you want to buy it, just be aware that there's a bunch of issues right now. I mean, from what I've heard, the gameplay itself, when when things don't glitch out and be horrible, the gameplay itself is pretty nice. Like, they've brought back some arcade aspects from the older games instead of just totally sim version. But that's only if everything goes well. If your character doesn't get stuck in the mat, if they don't wig out, if they don't fly around the ring in, like, a circle. It's it's crazy. It's strange. It's just... It, this this current iteration, the launch version of 2K20, is strange and weird and broken. I wouldn't recommend anybody getting it until you've heard that there's a big patch and everything's fixed up right now. So I don't know what to tell you. There's I Usually I say, hey, go pick it up if you're interested. I mean, I, I wouldn't, but you can if you want. Number two. 
my second title of this two-week period is definitely more of a spooky one. We're talking about Medieval here. It is a old, old, old game from the yesteryears of 1998. It has been completely remade by Other Ocean, Emeryville, published by Sony. It was released October 25th, 2019 for the PlayStation 4. Yes, it is an exclusive to the PlayStation 4. So if you don't have one, get out of here. It's a fun old hack and slash type game where a character, a skeleton man named Sir Daniel, once before he was a skeleton man, fought bravely but was killed instantly in battle before they went against the big evil necromancer bad guy. Well, inadvertently the necromancer is back, going crazy. He accidentally, like I said, inadvertently, raises Sir Daniel back up and gives him a second chance to put an end to his madness. So... What is this game? It's a fun, old-school hack-and-slash game where there's a world map, you go to the levels, you go inside the levels, you know, there's all sorts of different things like uh, towns, uh, pumpkin patches, uh, catacombs, that kind of stuff. You go through using a sword, using a bow, using daggers, other weapons that you can get throughout the way, finding collectibles, finding, doing different missions, etc. Yeah, go against enemies, hack-and-slash your way through it, hit them, kill them, Keep going. Work your way to the bosses. You guys know the shtick by now. There's all sorts of cool little collectibles to find, like the Lost Souls. And then, of course, like I said, doing the missions that allow you to get the items to get the other weapons, etc. It's a fun, spooky old title with the graphics completely redone. It looks really, 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 really good. And it stays pretty true to what the game used to be back in 1998. The music has been completely redone, all orchestrated, all pretty-like. So if you like that, there you go. You know the usual shtick with these remakes. All redone, looking really good. It maintains a lot of what Medieval was, and that's really cool to me because I remember all the way back in 1998 when a buddy of mine got the game, sitting at his house, watching him play it all the time. So seeing it now, all redone, all looking jazzed up and pretty, Really gives me that old boost of nostalgia. Makes me want to pick it up and go ahead and play it. The only thing I've heard negative is that it does play similar to what it used to. Which means a little bit loosey-goosey, a little bit sloppy, not too much to it. But sometimes that's perfectly fine. So if that sounds interesting to you, did you used to play this game back when you were a kid and you want to pick it up again? Well, it's out for you. If you're just new to the whole genre and want to check it out, hey... It's a flashback to 1998, but updated to be really nice looking and play pretty darn good. Check it out. Number one. So first up on the releases this week, we got a two-pack of enhanced editions for games from way back in the day on PC, now available on your modern consoles. This is Planescape Torment and Icewind Dale Enhanced Editions. This dropped on the 15th of October, either developed by Overhaul Games and published by Beamdog, or developed by Beamdog and published by Skybound, because I got two different sources of information telling me two different things, whatever. If you want them, they're available for your PS4, your Xbox One, and your Switch. These are improved versions of two classic top-down isometric D&D-style RPGs, and if that makes no sense whatsoever to you, think, I mean, if you've played a D&D, you've played a D&D RPG before, I guarantee you have, because the first one I ever played was Knights of the Old Republic. So anything like that, the original Dragon Age, stuff like that. And then the top-down isometric look, think Diablo. That's basically what these two games look like. Again, from way back in the day, I think Planescape Torment came out in 99 or 2000. 
Not sure about Icewind Dale because I'd never played it, was never into these kinds of games. But if you were, here's an awesome way to play it. And if you if you play it on Switch, then you get to play them on the go. But Icewind Dale is your traditional party-based PC RPG of the time. You get to create your own party. You get to actually create them and form them right at the outset, which is kind of cool. And the kind of one of the unique things about Icewind Dale here is you can every member of your party can interact with NPCs or with the world around them, which is cool because it's not just your party leader. And if you have bad charisma, then oh well, you're out of luck. If you have bad charisma or the townsfolk don't like talking to a roguish elf, you can swap in your, you know, your male holy cleric or whatever. Have him talk to the townspeople or have, you know, your fast talking whoever, you know, pass the charisma check for this challenge over here. So, I mean, that's kind of a unique thing that you can swap your party members around to use their specific abilities in specific situations. Another cool thing about the enhanced edition of Icewind Dale here is, from what I've heard, it's got a lot of those difficulty settings like the uh, like the re-releases of the Final Fantasy games have, where if you want to, you can crank the difficulty all the way down so you can never die. So if, you've, you know, if you're playing it for the first time and you're not used to these kind of games, or if you're replaying it you know, from, for the first time since way back when, and you don't really want to have to bother with... I don't want to say like bother with concentrating, but if you want to just have an easygoing time and remember the fun times you had with this, you can crank that difficulty all the way down, never die, and have a great time. And hey, speaking of never dying, Planescape Torment. In Planescape Torment, you are an immortal, like amnesiac figure. You're you, you're called the nameless one. That's your name, so to speak, throughout the game. You wake up, you've got scars, you've got tattoos from all these past lives you've lived, and you don't remember anything about who you are, what you've done, anything like that. From everything I've ever read ever since 1999 or 2000, whenever it came out, all I've heard about is how amazing the story is in Planescape Torment. How every interaction you have with an NPC can really affect you, like the player, the person, based on the decisions you're making, based on the what the Nameless One has done to these people in the past. I mean, obviously, I don't know any spoilers, so I can't give any spoilers, but... I've, I've seen some scenes where people like really, really hate you and you have no idea why. So like the whole theme of the game is what can change the nature of a man? So obviously, you know, every, every, every interaction you have with an NPC, they're going to remember you or you're going to, you know, they're going to remember something you did to them and you'll see how it affected them. Or you're going to, you know, take another action to do that this time, this, this go around this life you're living. I mean, I've heard nothing but amazing things about it. Now, I will say the only comparative thing that people said was a little interesting in the in in the difference between these two enhanced editions is Planescape Torment does not have like a story difficulty slider, so you can't just mosey your way through it like you can with Icewind Dale if you choose to. And now I'm not sure what that means because I think as an immortal you don't like die in combat; you just get sent back to the beginning area of the game. If you die, you wake up there and. I'm not sure exactly what you have to do, but maybe they're talking about the like the skill checks. They're not easier, so you do have to actually buff your skills to certain levels for your skill checks. But but in the end, everyone else has said good things about these games. The only thing is you gotta remember that these are these are enhanced editions. They're not remakes, they're not remasters, really. They're they're gonna look pretty dated, because both of these are pretty dated games. Like I said, Planescape Torment is around is around 2000. So almost 20 years later, here's that game again. It's it's going to look as good as it can, and it's going to sound as good as it can. I think they... Did they remaster some of the music? I think they did for the PC versions of these, which came out a couple years ago. 
So music is not going to be as as possibly grating or low bit as it was back in the day. But temper your expectations as far as graphics, but don't temper your expectations as far as story, especially for Planescape Torment, because like I said, I've heard nothing but amazing things about it. I can't wait to get my hands on it at some point. I don't know if I'll do it via PC or maybe get it on the Switch so I can play it on the go. But it's it's a lot of text, and from what I've heard, it's all worth it. Like every NPC, you can interact with almost every NPC and have meaningful interactions with them too. So if you are a story nerd and you've never played Planescape Torment, now is the perfect chance with the Planescape Torment and Icewind Dale Enhanced Editions for your modern consoles. Go pick them up. Yeah. Imposter's Topic of the Day. So, of course, here we are. We are on the eve of Halloween, the time where everyone's like, hey, I want some scary things. I want some spooky things. We want to do this and that. Well, you know what? Last year, we talked about video games that we found to be super scary. Or was it two years ago? I don't remember. I don't remember, man. Too much time. Last year, we didn't do anything. We didn't do anything. We just said to hell with it. (laughs) We talked about Red Dead Redemption. We didn't care. We did what we want. (laughs) This year, though, you know what? We're getting back in the spirit, and we're going back and forth. And Matt, he says, I'm a brave man. Nothing scares me. And I'm like, ah, that's not good, that's right. man. You know, that doesn't make for a good show if nothing's going to make you scared or do anything. And he says, yeah, I don't get scared, even when murderers are at my windows. But he keeps his shades down and doors locked and windows locked all the time. And then whenever somebody knocks, he gets particularly quiet. So I'm wondering if maybe maybe real life we're going to have to spice his life up someday. <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey, I, in my defense, when somebody knocks on the door, I put on my emergency pants because I walk around here with no pants on, and then I answer the door. There you go. So I'm not, I'm not, I'm not like certain people who just, like, peek through the blind like this much. Like, I use my emergency mm-hmm. hole right there and just who is it? peek I'm through the emergency hole. I'm not answering this door ever. <laughs> no. <laughs> well, there, there's two people who ever knock on my door, and I should open the for door both. for That's both true. of them. That's so. true, yes. Yeah. But we were like, you know what? We got to go ahead and we got to do something here with some spooktacularness. And so Matt's version of whatever he's going to tell you guys is Matt's <laughs> tense times. Okay, exactly. tense times. Now, he's not scared. He's not frightened. He's tense. All right, people, you better get to know the difference because Matt ain't scared of nothing. You understand me? The inglorious bastard well, I, himself, I tr- he's got no fear. <laughs> Well, I, I tried to explain it off air. I don't get scared when I play games. I get tense, and things are startling. Like, if there's jump scares in a game, it's it's a startle. That's not a scare, because you go, whoa! <laughs> you don't just go, oh, Jesus. Oh, God. Uh, but you also do that when you're tense. So maybe tension is scariness. I don't know. But I'm going to take it old school for a couple old school scares, or ten- tension-filled moments. I don't know. And then I'm going to go to something that I just played recently on, like something called Friday Night Frights. I don't know, because that was a little scary. So when I was thinking about scary moments in games. I don't think of, like, you know, a specific, like, one thing that happened. But I, I think of, like, playing Sonic. Sonic games. You're running around at the speed of sound. You're faster than the naked eye. You're jumping and spinning and having a great time. And then you go underwater, and you're jumping and spinning and having a great time. And then the music goes... And every single person I've ever known who plays Sonic, whenever that music speeds up, you go, oh, shit. Yeah. And you go, uh, and you try your best to find that little crappy no. air bubble or find the jump thing. It's never that never there. works. And you go, boom. And you die. But that, that's, that's, a, that's a scary moment. As a, not scary because you're not afraid for your life, but it's, it ramps the tension up 
so much, and it's out of nowhere because everything else is fun and goofy and do 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 do. It's a Sonic game. So there you go. That's a scary moment. That's a scary, a stressful, thing. tense, spoopy adventure. You might say, right? <laughs> it's not. It's not re- <laughs> it's oh, not okay. Dang it. Well, the, you know, I try. It's, it's the cl- it's the closest <laughs> thing to. Yeah. I don't know. Well, like see, I, I know, I know what you're scared, thinking, man. You're, you're thinking when them girls they do those videos where they play like the scary game, and they're in there crying, and they're like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, you know, yeah. that's not. Yeah, I don't think most people get that way. So yeah, definitely not. I, I understand. I, I wouldn't expect you to be, mm. <laughs> you know, crying and blubbering and shaking after playing some game because, of course, as you said mm. earlier, it's a video game. There's a yeah. there's a disconnect there. Maybe if it was in VR or something, and you couldn't distinguish, maybe there'd be some real scared there, but not not with a disconnect. Or, or if you did the the Penn and Teller's game with the spider yeah. thing, that's scary. Because mm-hmm. you're ha 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 do do do. Oh my god, something it's in real life is touching me or messing with me. Or the like the bullet catching mm-hmm. one where somebody pops you in yep. the chest. That's scary. That would be scary. So, yeah, yeah, I don't there know. You go. But that one, it counts. That's a tense moment. Yes, it's stressful. Mm -hmm. You don't like it. You feel uncomfortable. It's not good. Mm -hmm. Well, another one, since I'm thinking old school, I just watched a big, long series of retrospectives on one of my very favorite video game series of all time. And I just watched the intro to one of the best editions of that. And it's... It's not scary, but it's tense. And you don't know, when you first see it, you don't know what to make of it. Because you're playing a Nintendo game. Your Nintendo games are bright and colorful, cheery music, happy stuff. You hear like, boom, boom. Boom, boom. And the camera pans over. And you see dead bodies. You see wrecked machinery. And you see, Super Metroid. And it's this dark, creepy, ominous music the whole way through. There's just the shot of Samus's face. And it goes, as this dark, creepy music plays over the whole thing. And then you go to that space mm-hmm. station. And it's dead silent. You just run around. You find dead bodies all over the floor. You find the, the last baby Metroid. Ridley appears. He kicks the shit out of you. And then he starts blowing up the space station. And you're running. And all the way through as you're running, you're already at critical health. It's going wee, 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 wee. Things start dropping from the ceiling on you. Things steam vents start puffing out at you it's making the you are hit and hurt noise and you're trying to get out of there in a minute Mm -hmm. and you have more than enough time anybody but like an actual baby could get out of there but it's tense and it's scary it's nerve-wracking it's all the things that i love in scary anything it builds that tension up you don't know what's going on You're, you're finding out more and more and then bam holy crap you don't know what's going on. You're tense. You're just you're sweating. I watched it again, and it it ooh the hairs on the back of my neck stood up. Yeah, that's a good one. That that's one I got to experience obviously when we were young as well, and mm. just was wonderful because, like you said, you had more than enough time. But because of all that going on, man, I was just like mm. missing a jump here and there, like an idiot, like you normally would never miss. Yep. But you're just stressed out and just tense, trying to God dang ow. Well, because you, as you're going up that vertical shaft, the little steam puffs are coming out the mm-hmm. side of the things. So you, even you're going to make the jump, and poof, no, now you're not. Oh, God. And it's starting to tilt. Yeah, and, go like and that's this. what got it was the, yeah. the movement. And then you're like, oh, my God. It throws off all your normal little jumps and movements. And mm-hmm. yeah, that was good. It's always 
Perfect game. Perfect game. Super yeah, Metroid. God it is. bless it. Mm-mm. And then, I mean, I think to round it out, I talked about Metal Gear Solid on the last spooptacular that we did. How it's it's not scary, but as you're lying there in like a prone position, like especially Metal Gear Solid Three, you got your camo on, you're lying in the gra- in the tall grass as the guy's coming like right at you, stops and stares. If you're looking at him in first person, he's staring dead at your face. Is he gonna get you? Is he gonna find you? And that tra- I mean, through all of the Metal Gear Solid games, that's there. But then translating into Friday Night Frights, playing Alien Isolation, hiding in a vent or under a table as that alien is stalking. Or even if you can't see it. It's even worse then. You're in the vent. You're like, oh, can I come out of this little floor vent? You hear, boom. And then the moment I'm like, all right, here I am. And it's just, I don't know what to do or where to go. And like I said before, once I got used to the sounds, then you could be like, oh, that's it going away. Okay. But until you find that out, even as you're walking through the vents, you make the sound of like a 300 pound person with like wrenches dangling off itself, clunking. Is that me? Is that the alien? Why is that so close in my ear? What is going on here? It's, it's, it's tense and it's, and it's exciting. And then, of course, there are, a few excellent jump scares in that game that did get me if you were watching live at twitch.tv slash third shift me but I don't count those as scary they're just ah starting and then back normal like that fire Matt like that fire the fire was a good one (laughs) now see it's funny when you mention that vent thing because I've actually been in scenarios where I need to be extremely quiet so as not to get in trouble and get screwed over in many different ways. That's, that's called that's called that's called daily right. life at home. And I'm gonna tell you right now, you don't know how loud things are. You don't mm-hmm. when you've got to be quiet and silence is imperative to the mission. You just mm-hmm. can't fathom how many stupid little things you do and movements you make and how loud they are and that you never register or yeah. even think about. And so when you're like, and I'm in the vents, and it sounds like I'm a 300-pound gorilla making this excessive, stupid noise ever. I'm like, trust me, if you were scared of an alien who's going to kill you, if it hears you, and you're in a vent crawling, and you go, <laughs> it's going to sound, even though if it doesn't actually sound that way, yeah, it, to you it's going to sound like every movement you make is a 300-freaking-pound gorilla, and you're for sure mm. going to die. <laughs> yeah. I do it all the time here at the house. I'm trying to sneak in the fridge just to get a pop or something. And just opening that fridge at 10, 20 at night or something, it just sounds like, I'm out in the kitchen. <laughs> and everything in that door that never jiggles, yeah. you never notice mm-hmm. it jiggle. Any other time, it's every, the pickle jar. The mayonnaise just Something's rolling, you know. I'm like, God, what is happening? Why? That's the one time that your water bottle just, like, falls out yeah, of the door. Yeah, slides out. It's just mm. inevitable, and it happens, and then you notice it. Whereas in the normal day when everything's happening, you're slamming doors, walking around like Thunderfoot, mm. boom, 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 don't care, don't even notice, <laughs> you uh-huh. know. But when it comes to it, all that stuff is crazy loud. So, oh, yeah. yes, I get it. I understand. Yeah. Pretty good ones, Matt. Pretty good ones. Yeah, they're all right. Hey, that's all I got, though. Because he's, I'm, the, he's, oh, yeah, brave he's, oh, brave he's the man of no fear, the inglorious bastard, Mr. Man. Oh, the man without fear, I'm Daredevil. Woo! Hell yeah. <laughs> you 
Except I can see. <laughs> I wouldn't say I have fear per se, but I would say that I have a healthy awareness for sh- bad circumstances. Okay. <laughs> uh. If I if something's happening that shouldn't be happening, I'm gonna be on my toes, ready to move, and understand that this mm. is not good. So yes. Yeah. So maybe skittish sometimes, I guess, would be a better word if if it's if it's a bad scenario. So not necessarily frightened, and you know, oh, I'm scared. Uh, not acting, you know, crying and blubbering. No, none of that will happen. But yeah. Yeah, yeah it's just the games that ramp up tension and make you not want to see what's on the other side mm-hmm. of the door or it's not really fear but it's like something bad is going to happen in this area because I see like you said that's not right this is not the way it's supposed to be I'm hearing a thing uh, something something, something bad's going to happen mm-hmm. just, not, just like all those games I had terror, mentioned a couple but, years ago you know Dead Space and Silent Hill and stuff mm-hmm. all those games did a wonderful yeah, job yeah. of making you dread Every moment going yeah. forward, because you just knew you were screwed somewhere. You knew something was waiting. You knew something was going to go down. It was not going to be good. It did a great job. But I was like, well, let yeah. me spin it this time around. And I had a couple little events that happened, and I want to know from everybody out there listening, has this happened to you, okay? Not, not something in-game that has scared you, but something outside of the game that happened that screwed you over really bad. All right, and I'll give you a couple examples for my little topic tonight. First one, years ago I lived at another house, and my gaming setup was in the basement, as it is now, so same sort of deal, except this basement had windows. All right, and I was pushed up against one of them so I could look up and I'd see the windows sitting there. And it was, you know, I don't know, 9.30, 10-ish. I was playing World of Warcraft at the time, sitting there. I had the lights all out except for the screen lights, you know, going for me. And I'm just click-clacking away, playing, having fun. And out of nowhere, boom, just something smashes into the basement window right in front of me, the one that's right above my head. And I did one of the... Like, it was so much like just shock went through my body at once so much startlement and you know this that whole adrenaline everything just made me felt it looked like if you'd have seen me I was getting electrocuted that's what you thought was happening yeah, yeah. I was like you know peeing 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 all over the screens you know cause I, I play in the nude if you didn't know so who does that's why that's why the blinds are closed man I put on this shirt just to do the podcast well thank you for that I appreciate it so that was one wonderful moment come to find out if you're wondering it was actually a bird that for some ungodly weird unfathomable reason had decided it was going to fly down and smash into my basement window i don't understand what that bird was thinking Now, now see if you had had all the lights on yeah i could see it's trying to go somewhere somewhere, bright and nice going to a thing but instead, it's hey, look, it's a creepily lit man who's going like a <laughs> yeah, human face. <laughs> let me let me go let me go see what he's up to. <laughs> Fly into his face. This is gonna work out great. Uh, needless uh-huh. to say, it didn't break the window, but it did the uh, the the shattering effect all over it. So yeah, Spider-Man. so I had to patch it all up. I never did fix it, and then we sold the house. So you know, I don't care. Whatever. Doesn't matter. So yes, that was a moment of horribleness, and that wasn't even playing a scary game. Was doing nothing of the sort. 
And the mm. second one happened actually quite recently. It was in the last two years when I first, and I can't remember exactly when I moved down to the basement. I used to game upstairs at our new house in my Lazy Boy chair, mm. which I missed that dreadfully. But there's... But but you had to be but quiet. But I had to be quiet, there was, yeah. There, there were a couple a couple times, hey guys, I got I got to be quiet today. Yep. Run, run and get the thing. Look at, pay, pay attention, yeah. right? That's real funny. Time, time to take a drink. <laughs> so, yes. So, I eventually got tired of that kind of thing happening and, and then moving my stuff downstairs all the time. So, I said, the hell with it. I'm doing what I used to do. I'm going to have a big setup downstairs. I moved down here. Well, you know, when you move someplace, you got to get adjusted to it. So, first off, I see ghosts all the time in real life. So, first off, I had to get used to the ghost being down here, zipping around the stupid basement all the time. Got used to that. Didn't worry me anymore or bug me. And then I have lights. I have two sets of lights, one by the uh, stairwell, one right by my up above my head, these big, bright, stupid banish lights. And I was like, well, I don't need all this crap. I'll do it like I used to do at the old house. So I turned the lights off, and I'd be down here playing. And if you don't know, I'm against a wall. So then I got several monitors in front of me. Uh, no lights in front of me, obviously, so if you don't know, that creates a blackout effect. I can't see mm-hmm. a thing except for the two monitors, period. Like, nothing. No. Well, sure the hell enough, I'm sitting here playing one night, and, and mind you, you know, I'm, I'm usually aware of my surroundings for a little bit after 8 o'clock, which is when our children go to bed. But mm-hmm. this was way past that. This had to be, once again, the realm of like 9, 30, 10-ish, right in that realm. I thought I was safe and secure. The world's okay. I can't see nothing. I put I put my other headphone on, which I don't normally do, but I was like, you know what? I'm by myself. We're good to go. I put the second headphone on, so I can't hear a word. I can't hear a thing. I can't see a thing. And I'm just playing. I don't even remember what I was playing. Just having a good time. I'm in it to win it. I probably had a couple beers at this point. All of a sudden, my daughter is just touching me next to me, in my face. <laughs> I mean... I don't know how it happened, but just wasn't there. And then all of a sudden, Daddy! (laughs) (laughs) And she grabs my arm, for those of you who can't see, which is none of you. She grabs it and just goes, Daddy! (laughs) And I was just like, once again, (laughs) looked like I'd been electrocuted, you know. Mm. Oh, it was wonderful. Such a great moment. And of course, it, boom, I look over and I go, (laughs) Gosh, bless it. Oh, so with that heart attack happening, since that day, all my basement lights stay on all the time mm. when I'm down here. I don't let either of them go off, period. <laughs> so that way, no matter what, I see anything that's moving, coming down the stairwell, coming from doors, doesn't matter what it is. And now all I got to deal with mm. is the ghost who sometimes is doofing around, but I don't care about that. So there you go. <laughs> Two real life moments that screwed me over. <laughs> Speaking of keeping the sight lines open and always knowing what stuff is is where, there was a, there was a really tense game I was playing called Alone with You. It's an indie game. You're like alone on a planet, trying to figure out what happened to like the rescue team you were there with, and it's just exploring and finding all this weird, you know, everybody's dead, finding their logs and stuff. So it's a really tense and creepy environment. But then the other thing that that game did is whenever you went through a door, it'd kind of be like re- the old Resident Evils. It would show the door, and it would slowly mm-hmm. open, and you'd go in. And I was playing that with my chair, like, right up against the TV. Like, not right up against it, but yeah. you know what I'm saying. It was like, that That was my whole vision, just playing that. And every time a door would open, I'd be like, 
I'm like sit Lean back, back a bit. Like, well, <laughs> one of these times, something is going to come busting through mm-hmm. that door. And the, and I spoiler alert, it never happened. But then the other thing that it always made me do is, I'd sit back, and as the door would open, it would go into the black and then load up the next screen. I'd always have to like turn and look at the doorway here between the the entryway uh-huh. and the living room. I was like, somebody's somebody's coming in. <laughs> so it's gonna happen. I'm gonna look and there's gonna man be a man there, there yeah. and I'm gonna have to, I'm gonna have to fight a man. And it never after happened. You do it there was never after you know, the electric bolt first, Matt. You're going to fight him if you survive yeah. the electric bolt first. <laughs> Jesus. But I'd turn and go... Yeah, exactly. I would, I would throw the controller and then grab something. I don't As know. As you're peeing your pants. But, <laughs> yeah. Well, ah, I'd be oh, naked, there he so he would spray all over him. In his eyes. Ah, the ammonia. Ah, I wasn't expecting to fight exactly. a naked man who peed on me and threw a controller. Jesus. I'm out of here. But but it was always that every time a door came up, I was right back over the shoulder. Oh, no. And then nothing ever happened, no loud bangs or anything that actually scared me, but it was just that that dread and that tension just I don't know if they did it on purpose, but it, it affected real world me and my my real world situation uh-huh. more than even just like the game itself. And so now whenever I play a game I sit either on the couch so I can just quick look to the side, see okay, nothing. I'm safe. I've never had my back to the doors, except for this door yeah. that's locked all the time. Basically, it's just a wall, really. Yeah, it's mm. just a wall. And it's got stuff in front of it, too, so if somebody came in, they knock have to knock everything over, first. push out, crab, yeah, you're safe, you're fine. Mm-hmm. So there you have it, everybody. Some real-life moments that terrified us, playing games and having a good time, a couple in-game actual mm-hmm. moments that got Matt all tense and bothered. What about you guys? Not scared, Not scared though. though. He doesn't Not scared. get scared, folks, all right? What about you out there with, with <laughs> Halloween around the corner? What are some moments in-game, out-of-game that have screwed you over really bad? I want to hear them. I love hearing this stuff. Oh. I want to hear them, too. I want to know how, how scaredy our listeners are. Yeah, like, right. Are you, are you a brave Oh, yeah, they're like all me? brave. Are you a bunch of, like, sissies? Just... They're all brave, man. They're all going to come back. Oh, I don't get scared either. I, I play a bird bird. I played Outlast, and I just was like, oh, man, look, I'm just a cameraman running around. This is so boring. Yeah, nothing frightens me. You can't frighten me. I'm always aware 100% of the time. You can't zap me. I don't get no electric shock. If you if you scare me, I just break your neck instantly. Yeah, like that's, that's what we're going to hear. Let's move on. <laughs> let's go into the wrap-up so we can tell them where to send it. Imposters wrap up. So, if you want to tell me exactly how brave a badass you are, <laughs> send it to me via email info at thirdshift.me. Tweet it at us at thirdshift.me. Find us on Facebook at thirdshift. You can indeed. Do like a Snapchat of some of your little sister trying to scare you. And the you smack, smack her in the, the face, face and break her neck. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's how I roll. He's <laughs> scared of nothing. Yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna get, we're going to get so many. <laughs> A bunch of videos of naked people just ah! <laughs> You know, I'm surprised we haven't seen it. Oh, like the people who get like jump scared and smash the mm-hmm. monitor. Show me a video of that. Just oh, that thing jumped out in dead space. Oh, pu- <laughs> three three bullets in my monitor. He ain't scaring nobody now. Uh, I want to hear it. I want to hear it all. And you know what? While you're doing that, and while you're getting that back to us, do you got a dollar in that pocket? Because if you do. 
hey, maybe you should think about heading over to the Patreon where we treat it just like a tip jar. You can throw us that dollar that's in your pocket. You like what you hear? Do we make you chuckle? Do we get that story out of you? Hey, consider it. One buck, two bucks, three bucks, five bucks, thousand bucks, anything helps. Even that coveted one million dollars in which we'll open up that food line and do all sorts of craziness. You guys know, patented cold cocks, you know you want it. Now see, that'll be scary. Trying to get a whole aisle of babies in jars. That will actually be frightening to have to go do. We're going to do it, though. Like, passing, there'll be protesters, there'll be legislation, there'll be, like, the sponsors will pull out. I don't, you know, that'll be well, frightening. Well, we didn't, we didn't, I'll be scared we didn't say that. they'd be live babies. No, I know. We didn't say they'd be live. <laughs> don't you worry about how this happens. <laughs> They're probably... <laughs> Jesus Christ. Oh, that's just spooky in and of itself, isn't it? Oh, man. <laughs> the implications, boys and girls, of what we got to do for you. Now, see, now I'm getting scared of the responses <laughs> yeah, to this exactly. part of the episode. They went too, they went yeah, too now, dark. Now I'm they went too fear. dark. They went too far. <laughs> and then he broke his tooth. Everybody, if you don't know, Matt just broke his tooth. Honestly, he was lifting his... I didn't, <laughs> I didn't, I didn't break it. Is it? <laughs> Bunked it on my middle oh, water. Oh goodness, you crazy person! All right, well, you know what? So, so next year, keep a, keep an ear out for scariest moments in podcasting. That's <laughs> where we ruined everything. All the, all the times Eric went too far. <laughs> yeah, that's what we should do. Honestly, that'd be a great episode. Oh Lord, have mercy! <laughs> Probably be my last one though, because I get put in jail or something. <laughs> all the stuff Danny has oh, to cut out of the podcasts. <laughs> Uh, but yes, that's it, folks. If you like what we're doing, hey, consider giving us that tip. If you can't, we understand. There's so many other things you can do. Mailbag questions, responding to what we're saying, giving us some Halloween spooky stories that we can throw up there on the Twitterverse or something. You can also get us five-star ratings. All that's very much appreciated. We even got one new one lately. So awesome. So cool. We appreciate it so very much. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that's about it for now, I think. But, of course, this podcast drops every two weeks on Tuesday, so we'll be back in your rear holes on the 12th of November for our very next episode. And you can find that episode on iTunes, on Stitcher, on Podbean, on Spotify, and on YouTube. And as I always say, if you like what we're doing and you'd like to help us out, please give us a like, a rating, review, a comment, a subscription, any kind of good thing on any of those good services, because it does help us out. And we really do appreciate it. We do indeed appreciate it. And you know what? I was thinking about doing it here, but I'm not going to do it. I want some more five stars, okay? I'm not giving you a story. I want more. Give me more. Maybe I'll do it on third shift proper. I don't know. I can do what I want. This is called like. Bait, I make bait up my switch. own rules. All right, we got one, so we're going to get a story. But no, you're not. <laughs> I didn't say a singular. This, this Did I say singular? I said I want some more five star ratings. I said maybe with the one, but I said no, I want to hear more. I deserve it. Mm-hmm. Or do I? Maybe I don't. I don't know. That's up to you, people. I think I do. It's up to the listeners, exactly. <laughs> but I don't care. I make up my own rules. Yeah. So you know what? Make sure you tune in for Third Shift Proper and see if there's a story over there this week. Who knows? Maybe there will be. You won't know unless you go yeah. listen. It's called the right. And with that, there's nothing else to say but... Don't forget to say...